The New England Patriots defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers to get us started in week 14, how it went down and what's coming up with the rest of week 14's action right now on Locked On NFL. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to this Friday episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering the National Football League, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks so much for making a Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're getting your podcast. I'm David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82, host of Locked On Commanders, Locked On Bucks, and one of your Friday hosts here on Locked On NFL, credential member of the media covering both the Washington Commanders and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation and Locked On is here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and everydayers. You already know, but I'm going to tell you anyway, we greatly appreciate you for supporting this show and this network. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Before we kick off Thursday night, I placed my very own DoorDash order. I got me some birra tacos, birria tacos from El Habanero Tex-Mex Grill here in Winchester, Virginia. Uh, I got here before the game started, so I had it ready to go for kickoff. So a big thank you to DoorDash for hooking up my game time munchies. Place your order today using the promo code LOCKS23 and stay tuned later in the episode. I'm going to tell you more about that and we'll hear from our friends over at DoorDash once again. On this episode of Locked on NFL, we are going to predict the week 14 weekend schedule of games. But first, we got to talk about what went down Thursday night as the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steel City team themselves, got zapped by Bailey Zappi and the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots advance to 3-10 and 10 on the uh, the young NFL season. Not young NFL season, but 3-10 and 10 on the season. The Pittsburgh Steelers fall to 7-6. and six. The final score, 21-18. Like I said, Bailey Zappi, the winning quarterback for the New England Patriots. 19 for 28 passing, 240 yards, three touchdowns. Did have the interception, which maybe it was on him. Maybe it wasn't on him. I don't know. It was a really good defensive play, the deflection uh, and all that stuff. 115 quarterback or passer rating, uh, 115.2 passer rating on Thursday night. On the other side of the competition, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, 22 for 35, 190 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception, a 74.7 passer rating, uh, eight carries for 30 yards and another touchdown. So two touchdowns for Mitchell Trubisky, which Interestingly enough, uh, I was in a situation where I had to stream a quarterback this week and I didn't have a whole lot of really great options out there. A couple guys in my league stashing three quarterbacks. I think they're doing it on purpose. Um, but I basically had to choose between Desmond Ritter and Mitchell Trubisky on Thursday night. I rolled with Mitchell and you know what? He got me enough points as a streaming quarterback. He got me enough points that I'm I'm fairly confident that guys like Tyree Kill are going to be able to carry me uh, to another dub. Either way, I've already clinched a playoff spot, but I'd like to have that number one spot get that bye week into my playoffs. Uh, but that's for locks on fantasy football to discuss. Um, look, uh, Ezekiel Elliott on the New England Patriots side of things, I think he had a pretty solid game. I don't watch, you know, every Patriots game. I have seen the Patriots a couple times this season because they played the Washington Commanders. So when I was preparing for them, I watched some, some film. Uh, and then obviously, obviously I was in Gillette uh, Stadium for that game. So I got to see them live. Um, and I think Zeke, you know, honestly looked better in this game than I've seen him look, you know, all season long. Uh, personally, and again, haven't watched every Patriots game, but getting the opportunity to step up for his team with the injury to Ramondre Stevenson, uh, finished the game 22 carries, 68 yards, 3.1 yards 
uh, per carry average uh, did pretty well for himself. Juju Smith Schuster uh, chipped in four catches for 90 yards. And, and, you know, that's got to feel pretty good coming back to Pittsburgh uh, with his current lean, you go current new team, not his first new team since he left Pittsburgh, but his current new team uh, getting the dub there, contributing to his team. Ezekiel Elliott, again, 72 yards receiving, had the touchdown uh, as well with seven catches coming out of the backfield. So, I mean, a really good uh, outing for two of those guys who, you know, not that long ago were some of the premier players in the National Football League and now kind of almost like a forgotten asset, those two guys. Um, so to see them have a good game was interesting. On the Steelers side of things, uh, as you'd expect, you know, Najee Harris, 12 carries, 29 yards, not a, not a great outing uh, for him. Jalen Warren, seven carries, 11 yards, not a great outing for him either. Uh, Deontay Johnson had, you know, three catches on seven targets, so less than 50% uh, catch rate for the night. Not all his fault, you know, exactly, but uh, 57 yards did have the touchdown reception, uh, so that worked out for him. Pat Fryermuth, three three catches, 18 yards. You're going to hear it later that I had Pat Fryermuth, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, and uh, or no, not Mitchell Tris- Trubisky had there the Pittsburgh Steelers field goal kicker in my prize picks, and uh, not everything went my way in my prize pick slip, but you know, that's that's the ebbs and flows of the NFL game. Speaking of the ebbs and flows of the NFL game, something that really kind of uh stood out to me, you know, and the broadcast kind of mentioned it themselves, the, the prime video guys mentioned it themselves as well. Some of the decision making uh, by Mike Tomlin and his staff during this game, you know, there, there's a fourth down. Uh, in the fourth quarter, when the Pittsburgh Steelers are still down two scores, you have the opportunity to kick a field goal, uh, to, you know, shrink the game down to eight, uh, eight points, plenty of time to get the ball back, plenty of time to try to get back in the scoring position. And I understand the offense hadn't done a whole lot at that point in, and, and, and in, the, in the evening. But at the same time, going for that fourth down situation, uh, your offense hadn't really given you a lot of evidence to, to think that was going to be true or that was going to be successful and, and they could truthfully uh, handle that situation. So for me, I think the smart move, the prudent move is take the field goal, take the points, reset, come up with a new strategy, put it in your defense's hands, get the ball back again and come back down, try to tie the game. Now, fortunately, uh, you know, so they go for the fourth, they don't get it. And I, like I said, I didn't agree with that. Um, fortunately for them, their defense holds and they get the blocked punt. So they end up with the ball back again in advantageous situation. And that time they do get the touchdown. They go for two, they convert that, which shrinks the game down to three which they end up losing by that three points. So, you know, if you look at it and say, well, you don't take the three because your team hadn't shown uh, that they could move the ball. Well, you know, you took the eight uh, points, you know, eventually anyway, and your team still couldn't move the ball into field goal range. So it really didn't matter one way or the other. And I don't think that, you know, I want to say lucking into it, but I don't think just because the cards fell your way that I, I'm, I'm going to change my stance on on that opinion. I'm not a hindsight person. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth of what I felt in the game. Uh, the same thing, final fourth down of the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, was a fourth and two or fourth and three, and they decided to take a shot to Deontay Johnson down the field. You know, the, the telecast uh, talked about it perfectly. You know, it's a low, it's a low, uh, low shot that has, has very low chances of being successful. So to take that shot and call that play uh, in that situation, just a little bit confusing. Now, that being said, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers are seven and six. The New England Patriots are three and ten. I know every time uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers start to kind of get to within uh, range of having a losing season. People start talking about firing Mike Tomlin, and I don't think that's necessarily the situation. I think there's certainly a crossroads coming for the Pittsburgh Steelers in the next year or two. Uh, but I don't think, you know, this season, if this doesn't go well uh, the rest of the way, I don't think you you cut ties with a guy like Mike Tomlin, who's won so many games for your franchise in history. But now with this updated game, again, one game in week 14 in the books, New England Patriots currently the 16th seed in the AFC with a three and two or a three and 10 record. 
currently holding on to the number two pick in the NFL draft. That order does not change due to this win. You know, you know everything else that comes after this game uh, could certainly have some impact. But you know, at this point in time, the the Carolina Panthers have a pretty good hold on the number one overall pick. So even if they win somehow this weekend uh, against the New Orleans Saints, they will still have the number one overall pick. The Patriots will still have the number two overall pick. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers do come into the evening, the number five seed in the AFC. They end up falling to the eighth seed currently. Now, if the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Cleveland Browns and the Steelers jump back up into the seventh spot, or if the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Indianapolis Colts, uh, then the Pittsburgh Steelers jump into the seventh spot. So ironically enough, uh, you know, if you're only focused on playoff seeding, you actually, uh, if you're a Steelers fan, you want the Bengals to win this weekend. Or if you just say, you know what, I don't care what the situation is. And I never, never want the Bengals to win. Um, you know, the Colts win and uh, you, you still have a game lead over the Cincinnati Bengals and the division, the wild card, all that stuff. And, you know, you've got a few weeks to, to write the ship, so to speak. So that's where the Steelers and the Patriots sit, uh, you know, two franchises that not that long ago were some of the most dominant in the NFL, uh, certainly going uh, the opposite direction these days, falling stars, as I'm calling them on today's episode. But that's how uh, week 14 got started. We've got a whole bunch of games coming up in week 14 still to go. We're going to get into the game predictions coming up next here on Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Whenever the game clock stops, that's time to order in with DoorDash. Why root for your favorite team on an empty stomach? You wouldn't do it in the stadium. Don't do it at home. Order on DoorDash and save on football. Watch party favorites. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, all of it on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing a single second of the game. I got my Berea tacos from El Habanero Tex-Mex Grill here in Winchester, Virginia, delivered directly to my house. So I could prepare for this episode, but also get ready for Thursday night football kickoff. Still have a delicious meal waiting for me as soon as I can get downstairs. Get prepared before game day and stock up. Or if you're a procrastinator like me, order just before kickoff. You'll get your food with plenty of time left on the clock to enjoy that meal. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKED23. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKED23. For 50% off, up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. Thanks again for making a Locked On NFL your first listener, your first view today and every day, every day. Thank you once again for coming back like you always do. Come back Monday. Kevin Ostriker of Locked On Ravens will be back to host a new episode of Locked On NFL. So come back for that one. Also, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league and all your fantasy sports as well. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel i would tell you if you're an early riser like i am or a late go to better i don't know what to call that like i am uh you're you're gonna enjoy it because i sometimes i'm I'm sitting and i want to i want to catch some some recent sports news or something i go to flip on one of my favorite channels and they got like replays of super bowls or something going on and don't get me wrong some of those are very entertaining but if i want recent stuff i want recent stuff i don't want to see 90s john elway diving for pylons all the time so uh, locked on you, know, locked on sports today. It's that's the, that's the go-to right there. That's where I turn to when I need that. So I highly recommend it if you haven't already checked it out. Getting into game predictions, but before we get into game predictions, week fourteen, we are in December. 
which means we do have some playoff scenarios to discuss. And the NFL uh, does 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 the Lord's work for us, and they send out these playoff scenario updates on a weekly basis once we get to this portion of the season. Uh, so I thank the NFL for that. So per the NFL, uh, plus I know it's accurate, and if it's not accurate, I can just blame the league. Um, the Dallas Cowboys have a clinching playoff clinching scenario this weekend as they visit or host rather the Philadelphia Eagles Dallas Cowboys nine and three hosting the Philadelphia Eagles 10 and two that's Sunday night football probably the the game that plans to be or projects to be the most entertaining matchup of the weekend Dallas can clinch a playoff berth with a Dallas win so the Cowboys have to win obviously plus a Minnesota loss a Green Bay loss a Seattle loss a Tampa Bay loss a Detroit Lions win and a Rams loss as long as the Packers and Vikings both don't end up in tie ball games. Uh, there's a bunch of other scenarios, but you kind of get the picture, right? Like the, the Cowboys can uh, clinch, but the chances of them actually clinching is it's a little bit slim. Like one of those teams is, you know, most likely going to win. I think the Detroit Lions are probably uh, the most likely team on that list that I can see right now off the top of my head to, to win their game. However, the team that they're playing also has a playoff clinching scenario. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles at 10 and two visiting the Dallas Cowboys in nine and three Sunday night football again can clinch the playoffs much easier. Uh, a Philly win and a Seattle loss and Philadelphia is in a Philly win and a Rams loss and they're in. Uh, then it gets a little bit more convoluted after that. Uh, Philly can't lose and get in. So Philly does have to win. But if basically if Philadelphia wins and Seattle or the Rams or both the Packers and Vikings or both the Packers and Lions or both the uh, yeah, that both Packers and Lions will stop there, uh, lose, then the Philadelphia Eagles are in the playoffs. However, there are also some elimination scenarios that I want to get to. The New England Patriots were actually on the chopping block this week to be eliminated. If they lost, they would be eliminated since they won. They are still alive in the playoff picture mathematically. Um, but if the Houston Texans win, the Patriots are eliminated. If the Cincinnati Bengals win, the Patriots are eliminated. Then you've got a scenario where if the Raiders win or tie and the Bills win or tie, uh, then the then the Patriots are eliminated, but they can't both win or tie. So one of them's got to win between the Bills and Raiders. One's got to win. One can tie. Uh, if they both win, then the Patriots are eliminated. So still several ways for the, the New England Patriots to celebrate this win with a playoff elimination. Uh, but for right now, they're still in it. The Arizona Cardinals can also be eliminated if the Rams and Packers win then they can be eliminated. That's the most likely scenario. The Tennessee Titans have an elimination scenario, but that is some craziness that we're not even going to necessarily talk about. If it happens, then we will talk about the craziness that ensued for it to happen. So that's the playoff scenarios and the elimination scenarios. Now let's get to the actual game picks, starting off at the top of the list here with our friends over at FanDuel, uh, America's number one sports book. And the very first game we're going to look at is the Los Angeles Rams and the Baltimore Ravens. This game taken on in Baltimore or heading out to Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens are at home, favored by seven and a half points. The over-under for total points scored in this game is sitting at, uh, FanDuel just switched on me, so it's sitting at 40 and a half points. Uh, I feel like that's a pretty decent number for this game uh, to be sitting at. I think I probably stay under the total score points or the points scored, 40 and a half. That's, that's a really good line by FanDuel. It's hard to negotiate a little bit. But I do think the Baltimore Ravens come out on this one. I'm probably going money line here at minus 360 for the Baltimore Ravens to beat the Los Angeles Rams. Carolina Panthers uh, trying to secure that number one overall draft pick for the Chicago Bears. Very nice of David Tupper to do that. And they're visiting 
the New Orleans Saints, who are trying to stay relevant in the NFC South hunt, uh, may have Derek Carr back. I think there's some promising signs that he could be back. I know that he was at least practicing uh, after suffering another concussion. And the Saints are home favorites by five and a half points. Uh, I do think that even with Jameis Winston, I feel like the New Orleans Saints can pull this one off. The Carolina Panthers are a pretty rough squad at this point in time. So I'm going to go ahead, go with the home team, New Orleans Saints there. Uh, next game up, Indianapolis Colts facing the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals are one and a half point favorites. Uh, neither of these teams has their true blue starting quarterback. So I think in this situation, I'm probably going to go home squad. I'm probably going to lean to the Cincinnati Bengals, but there's not a lot of confidence in that as each of these teams are kind of a, a weird, uh, weird matchup uh, to really put a whole lot of money on. And that's going to test uh, a theory that my locked on Bucks co-host James Jarko has developed and proven actually week in and week out. It's actually very creepy uh, the way it's worked. But before we get to that, we got to talk Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Tony Wiggins, my normal for Locked On NFL Friday co-host, his team that he covers for the for the podcast network, Locked On Jags, uh, three point underdogs on the road to face the Cleveland Browns, and it's the it's the battle of defenses with backup quarterbacks. And in that case, I got to take the Cleveland Browns defense over that Jacksonville Jaguars defense. So I will take the Browns, and I will take those points. And then you got an NFC South battle for first place. Two teams struggling to reach or stay at or above 500. The Buccaneers currently under 500, uh, but the, the NFC South just in general is the treading water division this year in the National Football League. The Atlanta Falcons are at home in this one. They won the last matchup between these two teams. The Falcons are two and a half point favorites. The Buccaneers are obviously two and a half point road underdogs. Uh, I'm going to go Buccaneers here. It's not a lot of confidence in this one, but I am going to go Buccaneers on this one. I'll probably take them. Uh, you know, you take the money line, take them with the points, whatever you want. But I'm going to go Buccaneers here. I just, I just feel Levante David is supposed to come back, the linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Mike Evans got his record. Chris Godwin is is angry, and Chris Godwin's wife is angry on social media. I just, I feel like this is one of those games, guys. I just think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to pull this one out. If they do, they take over first place in the NFC South. And if both that prediction and my Bengals prediction come true, it would be. According to my buddy James Jarko of Locked On Bucks, if not the first, one of a very rare occurrence where both the Bengals and Buccaneers win or lose in the same weekend. They either, it's eerie. Uh, they, as much as I've started tracking it since he's been talking about it, if the Bengals win, the Buccaneers lose. If the Bengals lose, the Buccaneers win. I don't know why they're connected. It just, it just happens that way, man. And so this would be the first weekend I can remember this season that the Buccaneers and Bengals would both win on the same uh, week. Uh, they both play at the same time, so I can't give you a leg up on any uh, on any bets going on there. Final game for this part of the predictions, Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears, an NFC North battle. The Detroit Lions are favored on the road by three. The Chicago Bears, I think, have been uh, playing a little bit better than people expected them to. I still think the Detroit Lions come away with the win there. So we've got another set of games coming up here to predict before we get to the end of week 14. And that is coming up next on today's episode of Locked on NFL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than for two to six player stat projections, and then you watch your winnings roll in. I pick three player projections every Thursday night football matchup. This week, I went with Pittsburgh Steelers kicker Chris Boswell to make more than one and a half field goals. 
Steelers tight end Pat Fryermuth to go for more than 26.5 receiving yards. And to shift things a little bit, because I didn't really have a Patriots line that I liked, I actually crossed over to the NBA lines, and I took 76ers center Joel Embiid to have more than 11 rebounds against the Wizards on Wednesday, which he did. So I was sitting pretty good heading into Thursday night football. I know it's not technically three for Thursday night football, but I played it the way that I want to play it. You can play it the way that you want to play it at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL all lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that promo code locked on NFL all in lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100 at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks again for joining Locked On NFL Friday here, making us your first listener, your first view of the day every day. And yeah, I can now confirm that uh, my prize picks, Joel Embiid came through for me, but Pat Fryermuth and Chris Boswell did not come through for me. Um, you know, if Mike Tomlin would have kicked that field goal on that fourth down instead of going for it and failing, uh, then he would have come through for me, I'm confident. In, and that would have helped me out. So maybe that's maybe I'm a little bit better. Maybe I'm a little bit in my feelings about that one. Uh, continuing on with our predictions here for the rest of week 14, the Houston Texans are visiting the New York Jets, and they are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against those Jets. Zach Wilson return game at home in MetLife. Uh, I don't think it's going to matter. I think the Houston Texans are going to continue their impressive run. I think they are going to win this contest. The Seattle Seahawks are visiting the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers have been on a tear and they are home 10 and a half point favorites over the Seahawks who cannot put a consistent game or back-to-back good games together to save their life. I don't take the points as a really big spread. So I definitely go money line on the 49ers at minus 620 here, but I am taking the 49ers to win that game. The Minnesota Vikings are three point favorites on the road. Against the Las Vegas Raiders, Josh Dobbs uh, is expected to play. Justin Jefferson is expected to play and may be on a pitch count, but expected to play. Either way, I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I'll probably take the points as well, but at least money line at minus 164. I'm taking the Vikings to beat the Raiders on the road. Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, you know, the Chargers uh, defense has been playing a little bit better. Uh, as of late, the Denver Broncos, I think, you know, the, the five game win streak was a really cool story, really good story. But at the end of the day, uh, these teams are going to go where the quarterback goes. I just got more faith in Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. So I'll take the Chargers at home in that one. Buffalo Bills at Kansas City Chiefs. This one is interesting because my gut just says go Kansas City Chiefs. Never bet against Pat Mahomes. And I don't know that I would bet against Pat Mahomes. But this feels like a situation that's kind of just set up for the Buffalo Bills to get this upset win here and for the Kansas city chiefs to go on a little bit of a losing streak and for people to kind of freak out a little bit about what's happening with the chiefs, the way that they've kind of been freaking out about the Buffalo bills. Uh, plus with all the articles and stories coming out about Sean McDermott and the Buffalo bills, I think they probably use a win right now. So that one's a little bit difficult. I am going to lean Kansas city chiefs, but I will tell you that I, I could definitely see the Buffalo bills coming away with a one and a half point underdog win on the road against the chiefs, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, Visiting the Dallas Cowboys Sunday night football, 8.20 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, again, the best matchup of the weekend as far as I'm concerned. The Cowboys are home favorites. Uh, they're favored to win by three and a half points. Dallas Cowboys have been really tough, uh, especially in Dallas or in Arlington. So um, it's hard to go against the Cowboys, especially with what you saw against the Eagles last weekend. I am going to go Cowboys here to win. And, and the amazing thing here is if the Cowboys win this game, they are number one in the NFC East Next game, Monday Night Football, Tennessee Titans. We got a pair of them, Tennessee Titans at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins are favored by 13 and a half points for good reason. 
Uh, I could definitely see them winning by, you know, at least 15 points or so. So that's not necessarily a bad spread, but I still, I, I'm just call me, call me scared. Call me what you want, but I'm going money line minus 800 odds for the dolphins. I'm going money line on that one. Uh, the over under on this one is 46 and a half points. I go over 46 and a half points. Titans, dolphins, uh, the dolphins might score 46 and a half points on their own. And yes, I know they can't do that, but Another Monday night game, Green Bay Packers facing off against the New York Giants. Uh, Green Bay Packers are road favorites by six and a half points. Jordan Love has been playing better. The New York Giants are a dumpster fire. Uh, I'm going Green Bay Packers. I'm probably taking those points as well. It's on the road, so I might go money line just because it's on the road, but I feel pretty confident either way. So that is our slate of games and our predictions for week 14. And that's going to do it here for this episode of Locked on NFL. Make sure you're coming back Monday because Kevin O'Shriker will have another brand new episode recapping some of the weekend's matchups and have some Locked On hosts talk to you about the biggest stories around the NFL. Also, make sure you check out Locked On NFL Kickoff Live at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL channel. For your second listen of the day, check out Locked On Jags, Commanders, Locked On Bucks, or stick right here and check out Locked On Sports Today, the first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. As always, thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listener, first view today and every day. If you're out and about, Please be safe, be kind, and we will see you next time for another episode of Locked on NFL, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.